This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Uh, the final time you'll speak to us before Sunday's game, Cleveland Browns, Kansas City Chiefs, Arrowhead Stadium, 305 Eastern, for the right to advance to the AFC Championship game. I just want to thank everybody before we get into this. Um, it's been an incredible week for the show. Uh, obviously, none of this you know, happens you know, without the Browns and their success and without all of you fantastic listeners, uh, you know, all the subscriptions, downloads, um, ratings and reviews. Uh, just want to, again, thank everybody uh, for being along on this wild ride um, as we're all enjoying this to the absolute stinking fullest. You are locked on Browns. Pre-game show. Jeff Lloyd. Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated, you know the drill here. We're going to go on the offensive side of the ball, find areas of success for hopefully for the Browns. Defensive side of the ball, what can this defense do to hopefully corral an offense like the Kansas City Chiefs? We'll get into our game thoughts, predictions, close it all out. And then about an hour or so after that final whistle on Sunday, good or bad, you will have your Locked On Browns post-game show. Pete, as we get into this, and look, Pete, you've followed this franchise your entire life. Um, it's been a long, long time. But to actually say the words, you know, the Browns are playing for the right to play in the AFC Championship game Sunday. But it's been a while. It's been a long, long while. Yeah, I mean, it's 1987. So, you know, you were in your 30s, but you know, some of us were – what were you yeah. learning how to ride a bike? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, look, it still feels like they're playing with free money. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, they've got – you know, you're in it, so you've got a shot. And, and the Browns, you know, have more than a puncher's chance, but uh, certainly it's going to be an uphill battle for them to win. But, uh, I mean, clearly they've proven you cannot, you cannot rule this team out. There's no doubt about that. Um, and here we'll give you, uh, obviously, uh, your latest. Uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs ruled out. Um, Sammy Watkins is ruled out. So great job doing a lot of yapping this week um, for a player who is not going to play. Uh, linebacker Willie Gay is also ruled out. Questionable tag for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, you got to think um, with limited DNP, DNP, and DNP after, you know, Two DNPs after being limited, you got to think he's probably not going to be a factor. For your Browns, biggest area of concerns, Steven Carlson uh, with a groin. And again, Steven Carlson trending in the wrong direction, headed towards this game uh, with a limited practice yesterday and did not practice today. Jack Conklin and also along with that, BJ Goodson and David Najoku all listed as questionable with limited practices today. Um, I'm assuming they dress and you go as far as you can They're, You know, you don't win. <laughs> There's no tomorrow. So you might as well just uh, go ahead and, you know, suit up and give it what you have. Offensive side of the ball, Pete. Um, it's probably in, in the best interest of the Browns that their offense is clicking the way it has been over, I would say the last 10 weeks or so, because to get this done, it's going to take points. Uh, you have, you come into this with, of course, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, you're going against the 19th-ranked rushing defense in the league, 
We'll see how the buy plays into this. Sometimes it's not always as friendly as some teams think it is. Uh, but offensively, Pete, there should be an opportunity for points. There should be the opportunity, you know, to pick up yardage against this Chiefs defense. Well, I mean, these are the two worst defenses left in the playoffs. So, I mean, certainly it, it helps the Browns from that standpoint. They don't stop the run very well. They're built really similar to the Browns in, cer- in terms of they've got one tremendous impact player on the defensive line. Uh, some pretty good defensive linemen overall, and then the rest are DBs because their linebackers don't matter. Um, So, I mean, they have a lot of options in terms of what they can do. Uh, Certainly, I think running the ball will be there. Uh, I think, you know, they obviously have to block Chris Jones. He's phenomenal. But I think they can – he's a guy that can be frustrated, which could really help them out uh, later in the game. But they can put in tight ends. They can just get bigger than the Chiefs are really able to handle – and they should be able to to find space to do that. And then that opens them up to do some things off play action. Uh, I think the Browns, the challenge that they have and are, are continuing to have is is the lack of really explosive playmakers that the Chiefs clearly have. So I think you have to have an aggressive mindset, which does not necessarily mean you have to go out there trying to throw the ball down the field. It just means – that uh, they have to go in with the mindset that three is not going to work when you can get seven. That doesn't mean you have to go for it if it's fourth and nine, uh, but uh, it does sort of lend to the, the idea that you need to be more aggressive uh, because if you're kicking field goals against this team, you know, that's a bad situation to be in. And fortunately against the Steelers, the Browns had uh, six touchdowns before they kicked a field goal. That's certainly going to be helpful. Uh, and they have to protect. They can't make mistakes in terms of turnovers. It just can't happen. Uh, they won the turnover battle against the Steelers five to zero. Uh, they scored a defensive touchdown, and it was still closer than they would have liked. So there's just not much room for error uh, from that standpoint. And uh, clearly, this is about Baker Mayfield. He's got to continue to play well, and there's no reason he shouldn't uh, mm-hmm. against this team. I, you know, I. I I think the Chiefs will have some fans. I don't think they'll have many. But he's never had a situation in his career since I've been watching him, whether it's college or pro, where the situation felt like it was just too big for him. He's played in the playoffs in college. He's played in you know Columbus. He's played in you know major bowl games. Uh, and obviously he he was able to thrive in that circumstance last week. So he should play well. I'm hoping some of the other guys play better. Uh, that would certainly be helpful. I think that was our, that was the worst game of Richard Higgins' career. Uh, and not doesn't help that he's coming off, you know, uh, a, a citation anyway for for his uh, jackrabbit start off the line of a stoplight. But uh, he's got to play better, and I think Austin Hooper's got to play better. And yep. um, and if Najoka can go, hopefully he can do more uh, of of what he's been offering, both in terms of blocking and catching passes. So. It's, 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 I think the biggest thing the Browns have to do is be patient. And I, to their credit, I think they've done a really nice job with it, which is to say that let's say the Chiefs are able to score a drive on three plays because they have the guys to do that. The Browns can't then get caught up in trying to keep up with that. It's just not practical. They, that's not who they are. They have to play their style of football. I think they are able to sort of do that, which I think will be very helpful. 
No, I, I, I agree with you know pretty much everything you're saying, and we'll get to you know predictions, and we'll pick all four games because we've always done this, and um, I know a lot, a lot of you guys like it. Obviously, it's different with the Browns so deep into the playoffs here as it's been in years past, but we'll get to that in our uh, you know within you know th- within the third segment. Um, but offensively, I think Pete, you know, with getting Joe Batonio back, and uh, there's got to be just you know a fire inside of him. Um, you know, knowing that he was not being able, not able to be a part of this last week, um, and and basically the 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 foundation of this roster right now, as you know, it transitions from the you know worst of times to hopefully now the better of times. Um, getting him back, offensive line, you know, intact to go into this game, huge, absolutely huge, because most teams you get this late into the season you know, the war of attrition, you're probably going to lose somebody at this point. The Browns are very fortunate that they can trot out, you know, this starting offensive line that has been as successful as it has been this season. Uh, you know, you think of storylines where, you know, Kareem Hunt, you know, right, wrong, whatever, none of that has to do with anything, you know, how he views it, obviously going to come into this game with a little bit, you know, of a chip on his shoulder. Uh, you, you know, you look at maybe David Ajoku not being available, you know, uh, rookie and Harrison Bryant. This has to be an opportunity here where if your number's called, young man, you got to be ready. You got to hold on to this ball because, again, as Pete just mentioned, these these turnovers, any type of turnover in this game for this Browns team, and you give this chief offense just yet another opportunity, it, it just you know, absolute recipe for bad, bad news. Um, what, you know, Kaderil Hodge back as well. You know, how does that play in? Is he a factor in the passing game, or you know, is it limited? Is he you know more involved? In, you know, and in as a great run blocker, which he's been in the past. But Pete, getting these pieces back on the offensive side of the ball, and certainly we're going to get to the defensive side of the ball here later. It's it's like the Browns are almost essentially getting better after a great performance last week. Not all around team wise, a great performance last week carrying that confidence stick high. And this isn't even mentioning that obviously coach Stavansky is now back into the building and you, you are about as healthy as you can possibly be on the offensive side of the ball here and, and going into this and look, this is now the measuring stick for this franchise. This is what you want to be. So if you win this one, that's fantastic. If you don't, this whole off season is about, you know, what do we need to get to that next step? What do we need to get to beat, you know, what do we need to get to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? So Joe Batonio coming back helps on multiple fronts. Obviously, he's a, he's an all-pro, second team. Has so experience team against Chris Jones. Yeah, he's, he's blocked him before. Uh, but it also helps, uh, you know, it helps with Jedrick Wills, uh, who sure. get, should – get more credit than he's gotten to this point for his performance against the Steelers because, you know, you know what have- it is. I think, and real quick, Jedrick Wills just in a tough spot. And Pete, this is exactly, exactly what we said. All he's got to be is the fifth best offensive lineman on this team. That's all he got to be. And you know what? It gets shadowed because he is the fifth best offensive lineman on this team on the best offensive line in the NFL. Well, that, but I mean, whatever story you were going to come out of, against the Steelers was was either Michael Dunn or Michael Dunn, Blake Hance, and Kendall Lamb. Like that that was gonna be the story just because those guys stepped up when they had to have them and uh you know this sort of gets buried. But Jedrick was played well. Uh 
with a guy who's never played before inside of him when it would, you know, when he's theoretically, you know, getting help uh, or at least security there on, on his inside gap with, with Botonio there. So those things are important. Uh, you know, just knowledge of the, look, Botonio is just better than Michael Dunn. I mean, Michael Dunn did a hell of a job, but you just watch his tape. It's, it's, it's not, it's not quite the same. Um, it's hopefully makes things a little bit easier to sort of game plan for. You're not unsure about anything. You know exactly what you're going to have, which should simplify things. Now this didn't come up as a problem, but uh, I think that helps that you, you, you don't have to have a game plan in case the first game plan didn't work because the guy you're, you're throwing out there couldn't do it. Um, you know, injuries happen. So you have to prepare for that, but uh, it, it just makes life easier. If you get Conklin back, I expect he will try whatever that looks like. Uh, then you've got the full group out there, which is obviously, you know, been the telltale, you know, heart and soul, whatever crap people want to throw out there. That, that's been the, the thing on this team that has, consistently been great all year uh so that changes that dynamic uh and obviously you know you get some dbs back but canero hodgeback uh, you know he's fascinating in that he has played nine games this year nine uh, he's missed seven with hamstring uh and then the co you know set a, a comp uh, i guess eight total between hamstrings and uh and covet uh yet he 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 has like, you know, eleven or thirteen receptions on the season, and they all feel important. Uh, and and he certainly gives you an element that can sort of drive down the field a little bit. He certainly blocks well, and if they need to, they can put him on special teams. So they've got some options there. But he's just another cog back there that gives them things to play with. Or if something's not working, you know, you can go to something else. So. I think getting that back is is helpful. So there's just a lot of good things in getting everybody back on the same page uh, and everybody fresh, uh, ready to go for this, especially against a Chiefs team that has basically been off for three weeks. No question about it. So um, that's you know the offensive side of the ball. There's the ins and outs. Um, and you know as for Baker, um, yeah, biggest game of his you know football career. Um, but you know this is what you want this is why he was drafted you felt that when you got yourself into these positions this was the guy who was going to be able to drive the bus uh so here we are so we'll see how it plays out uh as you all get a little rest and get excited for sunday you probably need a little energy and the best place to do that is with belt bar the improved belt bar is even more deliciouser 18 amazing flavors including nut and non-nut flavors six new flavors Caramel brownie, cookies and brown, uh, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they are great with the keto diet. Your flavor profile of your cookies and cream bar: 17 grams of protein. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carb. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 
We flip the script here, Pete, to the defensive side of the ball. Going to, look, if you want to have the argument of whether or not Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, that's fine. Um, But, you know, whatever. I mean, not nitpicking, whatever. Maybe Aaron is currently, Mahomes is waiting in the wings. Who cares? Phenomenal player. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, you know, you're going to see what, you know, he's truly got. He's been somewhat of a factor for the Chiefs. Um, but this obviously, you know, he was not their intention. Obviously, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was their intention as far as the running game. Um, if it's not, if it's only going to be Le'Veon Bell, uh, there should be plenty of guys uh, who, you know, know the Le'Veon Bell experience, so to speak. Uh, Receiver-wise, Tyreek Hill, no Sammy Watkins. Um, you have, you know, uh, Michael Hardman, who's kind of like, uh, you know, I'd say like a 99th of kind of what Tyreek Hill is. Travis Kelsey, Pete, you play this game, you scheme this game defensively, and it is what do we have to do to try to rattle Patrick Mahomes without blitzing because that will just dig you a ditch six feet deep and you can drop a casket in it. How do you handle Tyreek Hill and the freakish speed in the vertical attack? And what is the plan for a player in Travis Kelsey who's just – there's the number one tight end in the NFL right now in Travis Kelsey. And there's other guys, maybe close, but there's no mistake about this. And, you know, with the weather looking like it's going to be, you know, a pretty favorable weather day, Pete, what's the course of action here? I mean, you can't just say we're going to take Mahomes out. Do you try to take away Hill in the vertical game? Do you understand, you know, I mean, Kelsey is probably going to have to be a high, low situation. There's a lot here, and it's a whole whole different roster from when the Browns last saw this offense in 2018. Well, the defense that everybody hated uh, against the Steelers is the defense that they're going to utilize against the the Chiefs. Um, getting Denzel <laughs> you got it. Getting, getting Denzel Ward and Kevin Johnson back is great, uh, but that just means you don't have Robert Jackson on there over there to get picked on. It doesn't change the fact that you have to make sure that they don't uh, just go right over the top. Uh, they can't allow the Chiefs to just score in in that instant offense sort of setup. And obviously it, it, it frustrated people to watch the Steelers go seven and eight yards at a time, and even the Browns to the point where they got aggressive and got killed faster, which is exactly what they can't do against the Chiefs. Yes, you can mix it up a little bit because you do have Denzel Ward and Kevin Johnson. But that doesn't mean you can be some aggressive defense. You're suddenly going to play a ton of man coverage. It's just not realistic. You're going to sit in quarters. You're going to try to play that underneath game. If the Chiefs do the same thing as the Steelers, where they basically don't run the ball at all, you're going to be able to play smaller guys up front, uh, you know, in the, in the second level. And maybe Ronnie Harrison is part of that, uh, you know, that that group that tries to deal with with Kelsey. But realistically, you have to make the Chiefs run uh, more plays. They have to keep snapping the ball. Maybe they get a holding penalty. Maybe they, you know, get false starts because they're trying to block Miles Garrett. You know, maybe they make their own mistake and throw an interception. Whatever the case may be, you can't just allow them to go off. So you have to take that element away, uh, and you have to get there with four if you're going to get there. And Patrick Mahomes is really athletic. And he's obviously very Im- Im- impressive in his maneuverability and his ability to throw from b- basically any platform. So 
you know, you don't know what you're going to be able to get in terms of pressure and causing those types of mistakes, but you can't, you know, you can't just consistently blitz. It's got to be a, a complete surprise that catches them off guard. And if it doesn't work, you're going to get killed. Uh, so your best bet is to consistently play um, that quarters look. Maybe you do some robber type stuff. Maybe you try to switch up where those guys go to try to fool uh, Mahomes into making a mistake. But every time the Chiefs hand off, you win. Um, that's the type of that's the type of attitude they have to have, and they may have the same thought process with the Browns. Is that every time Le'Veon Bell gets the ball off a handoff, it's probably the best thing for them. Um, and that's you know that's tough. That's not easy to watch. I, I mean, I had to watch it with everybody else. It's not fun to watch your team just consistently give up those you know those underneath passes. But it's ultimately what they have to do. They're just not in a position to sort of compete with this. And just going off what worked earlier this season, this is what the Raiders did twice uh, against the mm-hmm. Chiefs. And that was frustrating for the Raiders, uh, for the Chiefs to deal with that. Uh, they want to be able to, ex- you know, exploit that deep passing game. Uh, and and at times Mahomes can be impatient. For all of his ability, he can do some things that uh, are problematic as a result of that. But you, you look no further than than what they did to the Houston Texans last year when the Texans were up significantly. You have to make sure you can't have that happen. And the other part of that is is like they did against the Steelers, I think to their credit, guys like MJ Stewart and some of these others, they got guys on the ground. Um, obviously, they can't allow Tyreek Hill to catch a pass that's you know, a hitch and then run it for 60. They have to be able to make sure that they reduce the damage there and they corral that. So – I think in the this, this, the sense that if the, the, the Chiefs don't like running the ball, that would be great for the Browns uh, in, in, this, in terms of personnel. If they do run the ball, you know, that's an opportunity for the Browns to put them behind the line of scrimmage or something to, to avoid getting beat with the passing game. It's, it's going to be about slowing down what they do really, really well. Uh, and Kelsey's a problem. He's just – you don't have anything for that. Like I said, I think Ronnie Harrison can help with that. But overall, you have to. You may have to be, uh, you know, putting Sheldrick Redwine back there in terms of just sort of his range and ability to sense things. He at least understands how to avoid getting beat deep like that for the most part. So yeah. those things might be helpful. There's, there's, they can do some things to switch the switch it up, but ultimately they have what they have, and the Chiefs have far more firepower than they can deal with. So they're not gonna, you know, don't let them just run past you. Uh, I also think maybe Malcolm Smith could possibly be part of the group that is going to help in, you know, trying to, you know, blanket uh, Travis Kelsey. There could be also part of, you know, we're just going to, you know, with each rep, we're going to throw something a little bit different at it. Just try to, you know, mix it up to hopefully not see, you know, Kansas city basically not seeing what's coming as far as Kelsey, you know, Hill does scare the living, you know, daylights out of you. Um, you know, we've seen Chase Claypool able to, you know, manipulate this team deep the last two weeks. Um, it's a little bit different as Claypool is, you know, a bigger guy, very athletic, obviously. Um, but the speed factor that Tyree Kill brings certainly is enough that makes you, you know, uh, you know, probably, you know, wake up in the cold sweats as far as, you know, trying to defend that. Pete, the Browns defensive line, you know, didn't really do much damage last week. Granted, Holmes is, you know, is extremely athletic um, and is smart with that fact. But there are times where, you know, holding on to the ball too long, 
trying to make you know the big play happen. He gets himself into trouble here. Um, Mitchell Schwartz is not a part of this offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs this week. I, I gotta think you get a you gotta expect the the defensive line to be able to aid this some somehow some way this week and have a little bit of a stronger performance as far as pass rush than they did last week against Pittsburgh. Well, there just aren't that many people who are willing to do what, what, what Roethlisberger was willing to do and what Mayfield did as, in response. Um, and I don't think Patrick Mahomes has ever really been that guy. He never had to be. He's going to hold on to the ball longer. Uh, and the Browns got pressure on Roethlisberger. It's just the ball was out so fast it didn't matter. So, you know, Miles Garrett it, it will have his opportunities, I imagine, uh, you know, the, the situation sort of forces him to play exclusively on the left side, which isn't ideal. Uh, but the positive of that is at least it is to Patrick Mahomes' throwing hand, uh, which will be critical. And if the Browns win, will be even more critical the following week. But Adrian Claiborne is a right end. You, you can put him at right defensive tackle, too, if you want. But he's not a left end. Uh, it's nope. Born that way. It's not his fault. Uh, but it just limits sort of your creativity from that standpoint. You can do some things with stunts, but you can't just uh, you can't just start moving guys around like that. So Miles Garrett is basically a, a left end only uh, for for the you know for the foreseeable future. But uh, they're going to have to find a way to, to to get some pressure. I mean, you know who 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 would have thought Vincent Taylor was going to drive David DeCastro into Ben Roethlisberger's lap? <laughs> uh, so maybe you'll get something along those lines. Jordan Elliott did some nice things. I mean, you know, this could be a great game for Sheldon Richardson and Larry Ogunjobi to keep continue playing well. I mean, Larry Ogunjobi retired Marquise Pouncey. I wasn't upset to see that happen. So the, the Chiefs don't have like a great line. They're, they're okay. Uh, you know, they're, they're fine. Eric Fisher's overrated. Uh, but, but so much of it is just the fact that Mahomes is able to get to his right hand. And I think, if Miles Garrett can take that away and, you know, potentially put more pressure on him, then then it can be very, very good. Uh, you know, sack fumble would be really nice. Uh, you know, if they want to try to throw some Andy Reid uh, schemed up screen for this week and Miles Garrett wants to take it to the house, that'd be great too. And that's the other thing is you have to worry about is that, uh, you know, Andy Reid with nothing but time uh, can can come up with some stuff that's just really difficult defenses to deal with but uh there's no question that and uh, obviously miles garrett has said as much as himself uh which says to me two things one he understands the moment two he must be feeling pretty good uh that uh he can get after it the way he wants to and that that's a challenge for anybody he is a you know he is one of the best defensive players in the league uh, he is a superstar edge rusher he can be that reggie white type presence that can completely wreck a game no better time than this than this to do it so uh, he's going to have his, you know, he's going to have his opportunity. So what he does with it, we'll see. But I, I don't ever question that Miles Garrett's going to be, you know, ready to go and make an impact. Just the question is, is it enough? Well, and the question is, and, you know, and the other thing is, is these players have talked about this. This is something that, you know, they, you know, for this city, for this franchise, they want to be part of these situations and getting through them and getting on the other side and getting to the next one. Um, so this opportunity is here. I mean, here it is, you know, the, the stage, um, you know, against, you know, the, the bully essentially of the AFC right now, as the way the AFC is currently constructed, your opportunity is here. You're going to seize the moment. We'll see. 
Uh, we're going to get into predictions. Uh, you know, our uh, Browns Chiefs sauce, obviously, but the weekend at a whole. Uh, so we're going to get to that, which brings up a great time to talk about betonline.ag. Look, the question is, are we ready for some football? Obviously, we are ready for some football. There is no doubt about it as the NFL season is headed closer and closer to championship game weekend next week. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, for your 50% welcome bonus. Kansas City Chiefs, anywhere between a 9 and 10-point favor, uh, favorite depending on the wagering. But don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% Welcome bonus with your initial deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Mr. Smith, as we get into this and we get ready for sun uh, this weekend, well, let's just go through quickly, obviously, the other games on the NFL slate, Pete. Starting Saturday, 435 kickoff. Los Angeles Rams travel to the Green Bay Packers. Let's go a little bit briefer here, Pete, because we're used to doing these shows, but we actually have to talk about the final thoughts here of the Browns playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Packers, they're simply better. There's really, I mean, this one, this is, I I don't know any other way to say this. And look, the Rams defense is good. We have no idea what Jared Goff really brings. And the fact that we're literally still talking about Walford every day this week until he was finally ruled out probably scares you about what the Rams think themselves about where Jared Goff is with the broken thumb right now. Um, But I I just don't see it. I I just, maybe it's close. I, I just don't see how the Green Bay Packers don't pull this one out. Ravens bills, prime time Saturday night. The Buffalo Bills, currently a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Pete, this is going to be a hell of a game, I have a feeling. Uh, and we'll get, you know, to my prediction, Ravens, Bills. But this one, you know, and this is this is interesting. I mean, it, and it's with, you know, where the AFC is at with Mahomes, with Baker, with Lamar, with Josh Allen. This could be something that ends up being conversations that we have for Januarys to come. So I'm taking the Bills. Uh, Lamar Jackson is way too honest. Uh, I, I think he's legitimately afraid of the snow. Uh, and, and everybody talked about how this favors the running game. And on some point it does. But I, when, when footing is an issue, Lamar Jackson has had problems. So I don't know that that helps them. I, you know, as much as I, I don't trust Josh Allen and we had Exhibit B last week, uh, the second time in as many playoff games going backwards 20 yards and then fumbling it, I still think that they are more equipped for this game. I, I you know, I, I think it's a great matchup on a lot of levels. Uh, I think it'll be fun, but I do think the Bills are are are, are better in this situation. Um, I'm actually going to go a little bit different from you here there, just because um, I'm going to say that if the weather is an issue, I do believe that the Ravens have the better plan on running the ball, not necessarily saying Lamar, maybe more J.K. Dobbins. So for me, that will be the factor. If the weather is the issue, like it's expected to be, 
I think the Ravens are better at actually running the football traditionally running back wise than the Buffalo Bills. So there's our differing one thus far this weekend as Jeff goes with the Raven. Pete goes with the Bills. Uh, rematch number three, round number three, Bucks Saints, two quarterbacks, Pete. You add up the rage together. I think it's like damn we're somewhere near freaking 90 for God's sakes. Bucks Saints in New Orleans. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Saints. Uh, for me, I think the quarterbacks are a draw, uh, but it just comes to be- down to the fact that I think Bruce Arians is one of the worst head coaches in the league, and I think Sean Payton's one of the best. And that's really – both teams play defense. Both teams can move the ball. Both teams have an obscene amount of talent. But uh, Sean Payton is simply better than Bruce Arians. I just – for me here, I, I'm with you. Uh, look, if this game was in Tampa Bay, maybe i feel dif- differently. Um, the way the Saints play at home – um, Alvin Kamara should be, uh, you know, a little bit more fresher this week, uh, should be more back to his old self. You know, Michael Thomas is, you know, shaking off the rust after missing so much time this year. Uh, for me, yeah, I, I'm going to go Saints here. Um, do it, you know, game probably in the thirties for both teams. Yeah. I can honestly see that without an issue. Uh, but you know, again, Saints probably most likely over the Tampa Bay Bucks, which makes you wonder what all went into this season. If you're Tampa Bay, if you were playing essentially for a Lombardi and you're not going to even get to the NFC championship game confidence level, Pete, where are we at? Cleveland Browns, Kansas city chiefs, three Oh five Sunday afternoon kickoff arrowhead stadium minus about 77,000 fans. So in order to be consistent, uh, I'm going to pick the chiefs. Uh, I hope I'm wrong just as I was last week. I think both teams are going to score a lot of points. I just think the Chiefs are going to score a few more. Uh, I think we're going to get a sense of. I think the Browns will will. I think the Browns will make the make the fan base proud, uh, but I think they're going to find out that they're just a little bit away from that, and that the off season is going to be basically looking at this as how do we sort of close that gap. Um, Andy Reid, with this much time to prepare, is is really dangerous. I, I do question whether the, the, the amount of time the Chiefs have had off is going to hurt them a little bit. But the other it's thing... A little I, bit, and again, it's a little bit different this year with getting the bye in the playoffs because this is not a traditional NFL season where you've gone you know, from you know OTAs, mini camps, to a real training camp, preseason games. So I, I kind of agree with you there. This is, you know, this is one where, you know, you have no idea whether or not the rest could help or hurt because, you know, you're you're at about 80 percent of what you're normally used to NFL season wise, as opposed to, you know, you'd be, po- you know, close to the 98, 99, 100 percent of what a legit full NFL season would be. So there's no telling whether or not the buy is truly in their favor or not. I'm also a little, and the Browns have been really, really good about this, but it's nevertheless a challenge, is I do worry slightly about the emotional drain of mm-hmm. the win last week. Um, look, they've been resistant to a lot of things, and getting guys back is huge. Nevertheless, you know, the, you could see just how bad the Browns wanted that one, and in some ways it felt like winning a championship. Uh, and it's not easy to do that over and over and over again. So, I do wonder if that we're going to see a little bit of a, a you know, a, you know, a hurt effort in that regards where they're just sort of exhausted. But 
you know, I, I've been amazed at Stefanski's ability with this team and the, the team's response in general to sort of deal with that. Nevertheless, it's a factor. Uh, sticking with tradition and the way it went last week. Um, for me, you know, you pulled off a major upset last week and watching how you did it without so many key pieces, without your head coach. And whatever got you through last week, now you have Kevin Stefanski in the building. You have Joel Batonio in the building. You have Denzel Ward in the building to be able to play this game. The Chiefs are an incredible offense. There's just no other term for it. Um, you know, with Kelsey, with the absolute dynamite that Tyreek Hill plays with, and Patrick Mahomes, who's just you know from a- another world as far as what we've seen from quarterback play in this league for probably the last who are we kidding? Since this league has been founded, he is just that different of a player. But if they were able to maintain their focus and work through and achieve their goals last week in such terrible situations. And we're not even talking about the fact that this team didn't practice last week. And then we're back to a traditional week this week. I I, I, I just, I have this feeling that this is truly going to happen, that they're going to be able to put this together. And probably a lot of it for me, I think is because I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, I'm not sure where the answers are between those two the Browns offensive line and this Chiefs defense. Uh, you know, this isn't a knock on Baker, and I'm not saying, you know, to, you know, basically, you know, you know, saddle him or, you know, keep the, you know, passing game on the back burner. I just think the running game can have so much of an effect in this game. I don't know what the Chiefs defense is going to do about it. And if it ends up with Patrick Mahomes being more of a spectator than a player, that just behooves the Browns 10 times over. I, I think I don't I think it's going to be close, but I, I think the Browns and I think, you know, everybody, oh, well, they need to score in the 30s. I don't see why they couldn't score in the 30s this week if the offense is humming. Um, you know, Kansas City spent the bye week most likely preparing for Kansas City. I mean, I'm sorry, pre- preparing for Pittsburgh or somebody else. They probably didn't think the Browns were going to be here. Um, and that's understandable from their standpoint. Um, but yeah, I, I think this party's going to go on, and I, and I think we're going to, you know, ride this wave for at least another week. Um, I, it's it's just kind of where I'm at. You know, maybe I'm you know still enjoying the Sunday night hangover from Pittsburgh. Certainly possible. Um, but yeah, I think this team is going to go in there and and find a way as they get so many key people and personnel in this building for this mountain to climb. I think your Browns are going to find a way to pull this one off. He is Pete Smith, Browns Digest, sportsillustrated.com, at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Make sure you're following Pete. Him and his team are doing a fantastic job over at Browns Digest. Um, For all of us within the Browns content community, this has just been an amazing, amazing time. You know, normally we are normally here at this point. What are we doing? What are we doing for content? You know, it's draft and trying to find things. Nah, we're talking Browns football right now as it continues to ride here through January. And it's just been absolutely an incredible, incredible season that we're all enjoying. And, you know, we appreciate everybody for the reads, listens, whatever, uh, all of you. We just couldn't be more thankful. Make sure you're following the Lockdown Browns Twitter account at Lockdown Browns. 
follow back account. DMs are always open. Uh, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open over there as well. Uh, if you haven't gotten to the five shows previous previous to this this week, me and Pete breaking down the win, then Mark Sessler, then John Costco, uh, the crossover Thursday with Chris Clark from the Kansas City Chiefs, and last night's episode with Leroy Horde. He was absolutely fantastic. Talked about the past of this franchise from a firsthand experience, the present, the future, an excellent episode. Uh, again, uh, iTunes, Spotify, subscribe. Make sure you leave that five-star rating, the written review. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Playoffs against the Kansas City Chiefs for a trip to the AFC Championship game Sunday, 3.05 Eastern at Arrowhead Stadium. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.